Should our acquaintance be forgotten and never brought to mind? Should our acquaintance be forget in the days of Auld Lang Syne? Happy New Year's! Golly, Miss Molly, what a beautiful song. You know, I'm, they call me the uh, Tony Bennett of the West. That they do, and and I'm proud of them for it. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing good. How was your How was your good. holiday? Your Christmas. My hol- I didn't have any holidays, but my holiday was no, fine. not a single one. No, not a single one. How are you feeling? I'm feeling much better. That's good. got the Christmas That's spirit good. in me after watching uh, uh, the last <laughs> Christmas. They did it all in one night, didn't they? Those jolly old ghosts. Those jolly old Rogers. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Too Big to Bail. We're back. We watched. This is our our last episode of the year, twenty twenty, year of our Lord. The year of our Lord. Um, everyone's we watched everyone's favorite movie last Christmas. You know that was my punishment. Uh, that was your pun. No, that was what you what you that's what, rolled. That's what I rolled, and uh, you can see it that uh, see it as, as what you may think it is. That's uh, streaming uh, right now on HBO, right? HBO Max. If you got HBO Max, you got Last Christmas. Check it out. You've got you've got unfettered access to Paul Feig's Last Christmas. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. This movie, well, I was correct that this is like a George Michael movie. Like, the, yes, we uh, you were. We I think we came to the surmise that like whoever made this, whatever studio made this, had the rights to George Michael's discography and had no idea. Well, it what came to do out with it. pretty quickly after George Michael died, so it seems like maybe they had purchased it in a vulture-like kind of uh, move. They had just swooped in and. St- bought up the rights to the entire George Michael catalog and said what can we do with this maybe perhaps write a movie and then they said what's his, what's uh, what's your favorite George Michael song I, last christmas that's the best let's make a christmas uh, movie it's not my favorite George Michael song my favorite George Michael song doesn't even get like a drop in this in defense that your favorite song like nothing nothing could have correlated to that song in the movie <laughs> they wrote the movie they could have written it to Whoa. feature father figure you're right but I, I there think... is a father figure in this he is just not used at all not. and he could have been just even if it was just to use the song father figure this movie made all of its money back by the way I believe it. I mean, the yeah, budget. I believe it. The budget was twenty-five million to thirty million, and then you just double it for uh, uh, advertising and stuff. And it would. St- and it made it. It made over one hundred and twenty-one million dollars. I had no, no. I didn't know anybody watched this. I didn't know anybody watched this. I think it came out before. It was like one of the <laughs> one of like the last big uh, pre-COVID pushes, right? Came out in two thousand nineteen. That's yeah. November eighth. Yeah, people were still going then. Yeah. Um. So before we get into what this movie was and uh, all about it, did you? Would you say you enjoyed this or Holiday more? 
I enjoyed this more. I enjoyed this more too. And not by much. This movie is certainly more inscrutable. Um, but it doesn't have that like, like that really corny like, like that humor that Holiday was going for. <clears throat> was like yeah, this is like British kind of. Um, it's kind of like a lost story from the the caves of love, actually, and which I also I don't really enjoy as a movie. Um, but it, this does seem like one of the stories that would be in love, actually, and they just like added six other things to it so that it would take longer. Yeah, um, it's a strange one. It, like Holiday just had terrible jokes. This one has really bad jokes. But it was I don't know I like I guess I think Amelia, that the, the situational the situational humor in this one it wasn't so forced it seemed more it seemed more just like when people seem to kind of respond more naturally to the I don't know, maybe not <laughs> I I couldn't tell you what really worked about this uh, why I liked it more than Holiday because on paper this movie is like. A disaster, a disaster on paper. Disaster, a disaster, completed a disaster, and, not, and executed a little bit better than it would read on the page. Yeah, I feel like it also has like it's trying to have this flea bag energy from the you know the Amazon show. See, Fleabag. I've not I've not delved into that. You haven't seen Fleabag? That. No, I haven't. Well, Fleabag I've has. Been told I ought to. It's you'd like it, um, but it has like kind of the same energy. Two sisters, like one's a fuck up, the other one is. Uh, like has a high nah. corporate job and is like kind of the matriarch oh. of the family. That is this, yeah, and that's 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 Fleabag. <laughs> but it's, is Fleabag all, is she also British. a fuck up as a result of a heart open heart surgery that she no, had? No, no, she's a fuck up because she witnessed her best friend's death. Not like, a, uh, uh, or was like, is her best friend haunting her as a ghost? Yes, yes, yes. Not, is that true? It, it's it's more like the presence of of her is haunting her, like in like it's not like a friendly ghost. Interesting. Like, yeah, so it's very similar. To, like it's trying to capitalize. That off is the, very that is very similar to what's happening in this. Yeah, hmm, uh, it's like wow. and also like the whole runny mascara bit that this movie tries to keep having with uh, Amelia Clark is like a right. A, well, they're like, well, she's just such a mess. She's just and such a mess. Like, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I guess we can get right, into so what let's this... get into what yeah break the plot down for me spooky my man this movie stars Amelia Clark aka Daenerys Targaryen from the Game of Thrones everyone's is favorite that, is that how you pronounce her first name is it um, Emilia Emilia Clark is that right okay I've never actually said it out loud I'm a big uh, I was a big Game of Thrones fan you know, since the show's ended you can't be a fan big dragon head I was a dragon head so I always liked her in the show. She's always really good. And it's like she hasn't found... Ah, oh, she's fine. She was okay in this, but like her performance is... I don't know. I feel like uh, she signed the studio right, contract so and she plays... You have to choose choose the performance of her as Sarah Connor uh, uh, in Terminator... Genesis? Uh, Genesis? Yeah. Whatever the one before the last one. Wasn't it Genesis? What's the last one that just came out? Oh, man. <laughs> I totally forgot about that movie. <laughs> Terminator movies. Wait. 
Terminator Dark is, Fate. Is, Terminator Dark Fate, right? Is she okay? Wait, is she in Genesis or is she in Dark Fate? She's Does in she Genesis. Get saved by herself. Okay, yeah, no, she's, okay. She's, she's the Genesis. Never mind. Then I thought that she was saved by herself from the future. <laughs> That kind no, that does not happen. She was not that doesn't that, happen. That, that, that doesn't, doesn't happen. happen. She saved uh, John Connor's dad. That's what was. She it? saves Kyle. Kyle Reese. Reese. Yeah. In the beginning of the uh, movie. God, those movies are so having a hard time. So bad. What was your question? <laughs> there, those those movies are being literally poisoned by their own canon. Yeah. Um, my question was: Would you? Would you? Would you? Uh, between her performance as Sarah Connor and her performance as uh, what is the character? Katrina, Kate, Katarina, Katarina, Klamonsky, or whatever. I would take this. Um, I would take the Katarina performance. Yes, this is. I would say a little more charming. A little more, just because I feel like she doesn't have to put on an English. Uh, Amer- I'm sorry, an American accent. Because it's hard to do. It's hard to do, and it's hard to pull off. And. She just talks British so good, you know. Mm, okay, let's get into what's right. happening in this movie. So it starts. Uh, it starts Amelia Clark as Katarina Kate. We'll call her Kate, and Henry Golding as Tom Webster. And Henry Golding is a uh, he was in Crazy Rich Asians. And that was mm, yeah, he's like the he's like general handsome guy. Yeah, Mister Handsome. He is a handsome fellow. Oh, he was in he was in the Gentleman too, which is and also uh, not a very not a very good one. Uh, so also Michelle Yeoh, Emma Thompson. We got a. I think that's the end of the. Rob Delaney plays as uh, the character in this. Rob Delaney makes an appearance as a Theater person director. doing an audition. Yeah. Uh, the plot. <laughs> Emma. It starts off with um. Amelia Clark Kate. She's waking up. In her in like a in a foreign room that's not hers, and it's like this guy. Well, we start by seeing her oh. sing beautifully in a children's choir. Oh, well, yeah, you see her children in her home. It's land. not her singing; it's her watching somebody singing. No, she's the one. Oh, singing. she is the one singing. You know what? When we first, I'm watching it right now. I have it on HBO Max, and the that's her <laughs> sister singing. The no, no, that's her that singing. Recap, that's her singing. The but way that you recap these is, are, is so chaotic. Yeah. Uh. But I, I, I'm just watching the movie again. <laughs> we don't really find out like what what that's all about yeah. until the, like the very end. But we didn't. I didn't know that was her. And then when I first watched, oh, it. you did. No, I thought she was the one watching her. But uh, no, I knew it was her yeah. sister because her sister is even from a young age clearly a lesbian. Yes. So it opens with her singing, and she's at a bar. She's clearly uh, just uh, trying to drink and have a good time she meets a f- handsome young man who's from the hit hbo show uh fuck years and years oh. he's in years and years <laughs> and okay he's a handsome young man uh they meet and they have uh sex and she she's obvious she she has sex with him because she needs a place to say because she's uh quote unquote homeless and yeah, she's homeless by choice homeless by choice because she doesn't want to go back to her mom's house which is right. Uh, we find reasons why. Be- I don't know. Her mom never seemed like a terrible person. Why she didn't want to. Avoid yeah, her. I think she maybe is just a little yeah. overbearing. 
Yeah. Not really a great reason to choose to be homeless. homeless in the middle of the winter. Yeah, in England, in uh, London, England, and she works jolly old England. And she's living out of a suitcase, and she works at this Christmas store called Yuletide. It's a year-round Christmas store. Year-round Christmas store called Yuletide, and she's like the only employee other than the owner. For no, I, yes, she's a terrible. The owner Santa. The owner is Santa, played by Michelle Yeoh. The great Michelle Yeoh. We love Michelle Yeoh. I love her. She's I one of my she saving great. Silvermans in this movie is Michelle Yeoh's performance. Okay. Uh, yeah, you want to get into what happens with her? Her whole deal? Oh, my God. Yeah, when it comes up. but <laughs> So when one day when Katarina's cleaning and dusting, she spots this Henry Golding's character. Uh, what's his name? Tom, Tom Webster. Tom, she sees Tom she sees Webster. this guy looking up up at the sky, and then you clearly, you I don't know how you did it, how you knew, but you saw that this movie has a twist. And if you watch the trailer, it doesn't like give it doesn't kind of tell you what's I don't know. There, the trailer indicates that there's like more to this movie than it's just a romantic comedy, and yeah, and you got it right off the bat. You said he's a ghost. <laughs> Uh, it's. I think there's just. It's. I think there's just like there's a lot of evidence where it's just like no one else can see or is interacting with him. He never changes clothes. Yeah. He he he. Even like when you see him go to walk towards to go into another building, she does not go with him. It's he's a ghost. It was a there's a secondary ghost. twist to the ghost to the ghost twist yeah. that I also figured out eventually. Yeah, because it's you start picking up these context clues that Katarina was in the hospital for something. Right. People keep asking if she's still in contact with the doctors. Yeah. And it turns out... Uh, she's that... also seemingly a bit of a sex addict. I would say she's... She seems I, to... I would say it's more of a... I think so. She uses it like... I use a... the word love addict, you know. That's the proper term. Okay. If... I don't... Is that a... Oh, is that really a thing? That's a thing. Have you seen the show Love? Uh, not to a, a point where I'll remember what you're gonna tell me. It's uh, the the character starring against Paul Rust. Um, oh yeah, uh, Jillian, Gillian Jacobs' Jillian character. Jacobs. Her whole thing is that she's a sex and love addict. Okay, but sex and love. Yeah, so we can you know sex and love addict. I don't think is calling someone a sex addict like a bad is like. I mean, it's it, is it, that it, like is that is that not no, no longer considered okay? Um, I don't know. I think if you just put sex and love, it kind of just uh, balances it out. Okay. So she's a <laughs> so she's a sex and love addict. She's a sex and love addict. And even when she has a place yeah. to stay, she will go and find someone to have sex with. Uh, to make herself feel better about, or, or it doesn't even matter the situation. She is going, like, even when she's staying with her friend who is, like, pregnant, like, very pregnant with yeah. child. And she, like, brings a stranger back to this person's house. Yeah. For no, like, for no discernible reason. Like, she's, like, has no place to stay. Her friend's giving her their spare bedroom. And she brings over a dude to fuck. Which I don't really think they resolve this issue with her throughout the whole movie. 
They kind of no, just, just throw it away. Falls in love with. <laughs> she just kind of falls in love with the ghost. Yeah, like that was the thing. Like that. Was, that's why she was having sex with all. And those they guys. eventually, they kind of set her up to be also in love with the guy who's working at the homeless shelter, which we'll get to. Um. Yeah. She's all also right, a classic so, fuck up. She fucks everything up. She like destroys she does, all of her friends. But it's like, she's like a klutz. She's yeah. She's like a klutz. Like it doesn't. But it, it doesn't really like make any sense like the husband of the per- of of her friend who she's staying with kind of doesn't like her because she accidentally lit a ship that he built out of matchsticks on fire once yeah and she did it on accident and then but then but then again he was building she's something. also an actress yeah she's or also, a singer uh, she failed uh, i would say like a theater actress she's a struggling theatric type yeah and she's trying to get in plays. She goes to auditions, but she like, she she arrives in like. All right, her... you got to go back to meeting this guy. Yes, yeah, so... who's staring up. So she meets this guy. He kind of just tr- starts talking to her and like trying to. Uh, he's obviously trying to help her. He is asking her, asking her questions, like picking her brain. And she asks, she, uh, then they form some. He's, uh, yeah, he's obviously trying to help yeah. her. And she interprets it as, oh, he is into me. Yeah, he is into me. He wants, he wants to have sex with me. And she's like, he is hot. So why not? So she continues to talk to him. And then like, they, they agree to meet later. And this is where the Michelle Yeoh thing comes in. This is out of nowhere. It's like hours have passed since, uh, Henry Gold, uh, Tom left the store, disappeared as a ghost and she's <laughs> she's just walking and then this the door opens and it's this tall like german man standing yes. he's like with this blank expression on his face and he's looking straight at michelle yo he walks up to her and he's like he's like awestruck awestruck like he's just seen the, like the picture of the venus uh mother of beauty uh venus mother of beauty <laughs> he then ah, holds yes. up uh, a uh, christmas ornament that's like a a Santa silver. It's a Santa that looks like a monkey holding up a sign that says, uh, God, I have it. I'm actually looking at it right now. Colton. Can you believe okay, it? Okay. Well, describe it better. It's like, it's like a monkey Santa. God, move your head, Michelle. Yo, whatever. It's a monkey thing. And they start talking very like weirdly and he leaves. Yeah. They talk like, Hello? Like he, the tone of the talking is that they are either already no, madly yeah. in love, I think they know each or other, or they are sharing secret codes with each other. Yeah. Um. They talk about how much they love Christmas. This sets, and yeah. then he just like leaves. He just leaves, and then that's that's the seedlings of Michelle Yeoh's storyline throughout the movie. He just keeps like throughout the movie, he'll walk in and be mist- like just like stare. It's like yeah. he's. A, I, I, I don't, I don't know what's going. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then uh, Kate goes to an audition. She fails at it. She's late. She's dressed as an elf. Well, she also doesn't lock the store up. Yeah, she also does not lock the store up. And she then, after the failed audition, she sees Tom Webster again. And again, he starts picking her brain. Starts acting. He like works he's... at night. He's he works at night, night as a bike delivery person. Yes. Which is not a job that people have. No, he then, like, he, he also so walks he's around a like ghost. he's a ghost. I'm watching the movie now. He definitely is walking around like he's a ghost. Like, he's twirling right. around, like, jumping, like, right, like, when people Yeah, like, he, he, he does all these, like, twirls and stuff so he doesn't, like, bump into people. And it's like, the people don't react at all. Yeah. 
And then, she, then, uh, she then she she starts to strip in the middle of the street while he's blocking her view. But people come by and they see right, her, so that she could change her, into to her, some clothes, some I clothes, guess. And then people walk by and they see right through it. And then he takes her to the park. This weird, oh, the, it's the weird garden, weird garden park with a bunch of benches. People just yeah, there's reading. like a bunch of like weird rejected people sitting there, and he seems to know a lot about them because he's a ghost. Because he's a fucking ghost. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she then asks for his. We number. gotta pick up the yeah. pace on this summary, man. She then picks up his phone number and it moves on. I'm gonna jump a f- right, but he says he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't keep his phone on him. Yeah, he keeps it in a cabinet in his a house. Cabinet in his house. And uh, this guy keeps yeah. dropping like weirder and weirder tidbits about himself, and it's just she's like she's like oh how charming oh 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 my oh what an yeah. odd fellow I love how weird he is. Um, I'm reading the uh, the 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 description. I it, I didn't know this. Her father was a former lawyer and now works as a mini yeah. cab driver because she she calls they mentioned that because he couldn't practice in the new country oh that's right because he was a a, they're croatian immigrants right they fled because of a war yeah the war they never say which war war. they just say are you a are you an immigrant from Well, they don't want to time stamp the movie there's a i guess a war going on there and uh so they fled the war and they came here and he couldn't become a lawyer so he became a cab driver for i guess 20 years yeah and her mom was a uh, like stay-at-home mom. She devoted herself right. to raising her daughters. She raises one successful right. daughter. She's a bit much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the successful daughter becomes a lawyer, but has been hiding the fact that she is a lesbian and is living with her girlfriend from her mother. Um, and there's not really. I, I understand, you know within that situation a lot of people don't know how to broach that subject with their parents but when it is finally like the <laughs> the, the dang bubble is burst they, they're fine they don't care yeah they, they couldn't care less really but like it's it's approached like they like because they're these old school croatian people that they'll like shun her yeah but it's weird because but i see no evidence that they would do that yeah, they're mean, like i think like they you are make desperate to money be around as their children. Boy, you make good money. Yes, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, they. I think if if it was on if if it was Kate that came out as gay, I think it'd be a little bit bigger of a deal. But the maybe. Fact- but they kind of like they they're yeah. they kind of like they they're disappointed in Kate because she was supposed to have done better than the sister. They always kind of like I seem seem to have favored yeah. uh, Kate more. Uh, and, and the sister is very resentful of that, which yeah, I get. Yeah, that's her whole. I character. would be too. Uh, Kate begins spending more time with Tom, who rides a bike and volunteers at a homeless shelter, which she initially mocks. We never see him work. We never him see doing him work. It. We just see him walk. <laughs> I mean, ride his bike towards. We only see him on the street riding a bicycle. And he he insinuates and he directly says that he works at the homeless shelter. Uh, and then, and the instant where she's, like, he's like, "You want to come in and help?" And she's like, uh, "No, gross." Yeah. Uh, 
so she doesn't get to see him work. And then when she does finally go in, they're like, I've never heard of yeah, or have seen this starts- person because... After after the whole outing with the uh, of uh, of her sister, she then runs into the street looking for Tom. She can't find him, and then she goes to the homeless shelter asking for him, and then she ends up somewhat volunteering for like fifteen minutes, handing out biscuits and tea, which is an odd thing that the homeless people of London get. They get tea they time. Get tea time. <laughs> they get tea with the homeless people. Get some tea time. <laughs> well, it's about dignity. All right, you gotta have. I'm. I'll be. Da- I'll give up my home, but I'll be damned if I give my up tea my tea time. Haven't <laughs> even my tea. Remember, they love tea over there. Yeah, I've heard. <laughs> they have a whole time for it. They have a whole time for tea. Are you into um, tea? Do you like tea like that? Like hot tea like that? I no, not really. I mean, I've had it before. It's not. It's not something I seek out. Yeah. If I have like a sore throat, maybe I'll do a tea. Do people put sh- you put? I never put sugar in tea. Maybe it tastes better with sugar. You can. I don't know. I mean, it'd be sweeter. I guess it's like sugar and water. Yeah. Uh, after after uh after the whole incident with her sister, she then finds Tom and like Tom somehow takes her. What back. What incident with her sister? The f- fact that she uh she spite she spitefully outs her sister. Oh yeah, she outs her sister. And oh, that's, she runs that's, in the street. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks that she does that. Yeah. She then uh runs into the street. Don't spitefully out your sisters, yeah, guys. That's not cool. She runs onto the it's street cool. she looks for Tom. Tom then takes her back to her to her apartment. I mean to his Oh, apartment. we missed the part. Whoa, 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 we missed the part where because she didn't lock the store, the store was r- robbed and and her boss Santa had to break the window to pretend that that Oh yeah. that it wasn't that it wasn't unlocked. It was unlocked. And even after that, she's like, "Look, I'm gonna give you one more chance." And it's like, "What?" She's a nice Why? lady. <laughs> she is nice, and she says so. Yeah. She says, "I am nice, so I'm gonna give While you." While this shot. whole movie is playing, the backdrop, the music is all George Michael stuff. Oh yeah, it's just all George every two Michael. every two minutes, uh, every, you know, every five minutes, you get a new George Michael song. That loosely relates to what's happening in the plot. Yeah. Not really kind of a stretch. They could have gotten father figure in there, but they didn't. Uh, while she's in Tom's apartment. Even though Michelle Yeoh is clearly like a like a parental figure to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she then... Well, she's, we could have made the jump. Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, while she's, um, oh yeah, we could have done the whole father figure thing, there. uh, but while she's with Tom in his apartment, she reveals that she was seriously ill and had to have a heart transplant last Christmas. Um, Kate says she feels half the name dead of the movie and questions whether she has the talent to make it as a performer. After yeah, it, she's apparently been yeah. struggling for exactly one year. After opening up to Tom, Kate tries to ha- to initiate sex, but he declines. Gives, he tucks her into bed and gives her a big smooch. And that's it. That's the last, like, physical contact they have with each yeah. other. After spending the night with Tom, Kate begins to take taking small steps to improve her life. Yeah, she starts to, like, the... She starts to get more involved in the homeless shelter. She apologizes to her sister. She volunteers there. She starts uh, panhandling outside the homeless shelter so the homeless don't have to. Um, yeah. She convinces the homeless people to do a uh, a a review of some sort. 
yeah Christmas like review accused, yeah Christmas like uh which uh, seems like kind of just a veiled town show attention grab yeah. for her because it is a show that is mostly about her yeah uh she then at while she's like she, uh, the montage happens of her doing good things she then like uh, after yeah, the montage. she gets uh, she gets her boss and the German guy together. Yeah. She uh, uh, she fixes the boat that she broke. Yeah. Um. She um sends wine to her sister. <laughs> goes and meets her sister's girlfriend. And is like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean <laughs> to do that. Uh, and then is not immediately forgiven. Um, no, she then uh, she then goes back. To, she goes back to Tom's apartment to only find a real estate agent in there, who's telling her that uh, he's he's been holding. He's showing show, yeah. showing the the apartment, and she's like talking like she knew the person before her, and she was like, "Yeah, I stayed here like a couple nights ago," and he was like, "What? Someone's been squatting here. Someone's been squatting here." Here's here's you know not that the premise isn't already stretched pretty thin, but they've been holding that apartment for a calendar year. Crazy, you can't sell it off. I mean, it's a nice apartment. You can't, it's not like a shithole. There's also there's also no way he owned the apartment. Yeah. Like he owned that. Yeah, there's no way. No, they would have rented it. Yeah. Uh, she, Anyways, she then, that's the only plot hole I have yeah. in this this airtight. She then goes to the garden uh, where Tom's favorite place, and she meets him again. And she finds his phone. She, fi- she finds oh, yeah, his, she phone, finds in his the, phone in the cupboard, and then she finds out that he died. Yeah, that's when she finds out he died. And then that's and he shows up and he's like, "Oh, uh, dang! You know I died." I'm dead. And he's like, "Please take care of my heart. That's a pretty good yeah, one." Yeah. So it's his heart that is in that she got replaced. Yeah. Last Christmas, he gave her his heart. Yeah, that's it's. This movie is based on Last Christmas by George Michael. If you didn't already know, <laughs> literally is based Fucking on the garbage. <laughs> um, and that's, I would have per- honestly. I'm not even like trying to ring my same bell, but I would have preferred a movie based on father figures. I mean, that would definitely have worked. Uh, then, then she holds the whole talent organization. She invites her friends and family, whatever, whatever. She performs. yeah, that's the he disappears. Yeah. He just like goes. Yeah. He turns into snow or some shit. Then she plays. She sings "Last Christmas" and everybody starts singing along, and then it fades out. Yeah, she has a vague. Uh, there's like a vague implied interest between her and some one of the other guys yeah, who works. It's at so the... it's so thin though. It's thin, yeah. but it's enough. And I guess I gotta go for my. And that's it. I gotta I have two remaining Silvermans, and I guess one of them will be the soundtrack, which is just George okay. Michael, and then the other one. I would. I, I mean, get, it wouldn't make the cut for I me. I gotta give it to uh, Henry Golding as Tom Webster. I thought he played that his performance was. He was a charming char- ghost. Charming ghost. Charming ghost. And the thing is, like, I he was he was charming with in a way that was effortless. So it didn't like. I don't like at any point think he was actually interested in, in her romantically. Not at all. He never gave. And off he those like vibes. and he tried to. He was just so effortlessly charming that throughout it, he couldn't help but be like uh, he, enthralling yeah. <laughs> to this person. It's like, of course, you're spending more than, than like five minutes with this person. You're gonna fall in love with him. Yeah. That's. Uh, but he's not interested because he's a ghost. That's the last. That's the last Christmas, and that's this is the last Christmas episode. So uh, how you feeling? It sure is. I tell you what, watch it like we watched what like six movies throughout this yeah. this this time period, mm-hmm. 
it really, really uh, harshed my mellow for an excitement about Christmas movies, which I usually have this time of year. Because uh, these were not fun to watch. None most, of them. For the most part. Yeah. Uh, I promise that in the new year I will start trying to be more genuinely positive about these, but I am having a rough time. Uh, <laughs> as we all are. I know that the whole premise of the... By the way, we should start explaining the premise at the top of each podcast. Yeah. Dare, dare I say if we get a new listener, they'll be very confused. Um, But... Yeah, it's been rough, and uh, and nothing more evident than us having to stomach through the first 20 minutes of uh, the WWE-produced Larry the Cable Guy starring Jingle All the Way 2, which is bad news, guys. I'm sorry. Why did this... First of all, the first Jingle All the Way is like a cult classic, and you don't 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 make sequels. I don't like that movie. Like it's that a movie. bad movie. Like movie. Well, that's fine. Yeah. We're very different people. I do. I just do. I, I do have a love for the uh, Schwarzenegger himself. So, I like Schwarzenegger, but there are better Schwarzenegger movies. Oh, for sure. Just because it's like the it's the Schwarzenegger Christmas movie. Don't eat my cookies. <laughs> Put them down. Come on, it's a great Put the line. Cookie down. Put the cookie down. Come on, maybe that's right. Right. So in that you have the uh, the the straight man comedy duo of <laughs> Schwarzenegger and Sinbad, and in this one you have just Larry the Cable just Guy. Just Larry, it's just and Larry. nobody. He's playing both the straight man and the uh, oh god, comedy terms are escaping me right now. But he's like the nut and the straight straight man, and one. neither are particularly working. His best friend is like a wrestler that I didn't recognize, but. Uh, I could kind of see where this was going, and 20 minutes in, I tapped out, and it was a, it was a soulless cash grab that I could not stomach for more than 20 minutes, uh, and that will be the conclusion of my review of Jingle All the Way 2, uh, and now thusly begins my review of the Christmas episode of Fuller House. This episode title, uh, Nutcracker. Yes, uh, if you... If you are looking to watch it yourself, it is season two, episode twelve, uh, titled "Nutcrackers." And uh, I, what's your history with Full House? Before we get into it, with Full House, I think my history is the same as everyone's history with it. Is they watched it as kids, but for me, and and I, I haven't talked to to enough people about Full House to see if this is how everyone feels. Um, but for me, it was like an in between show. Like, it was on between the shows that I liked to watch, and I didn't want to, like... It always came on, and then it was, like, the George Lopez show, right, at Nick on Nick at Night. That was the it was, schedule. It was Fresh Prince, yes. then Full House, then George Lopez. And yeah. it was, like... I enjoyed all it was, that. It's that between was two that things. That, that, that right there was a, a good block of television. It's a good block of programming. Yeah. Uh, except for Full House, which is not a very good show. I, I don't know and, what it is about Full House that grabbed my attention as a child, but I... Loved Full House. I, Here's what I it watched, is. You watched, I watched it, it a lot. And you said, that house is so what? full. It's so gosh darn full. How did they get all those people in that full, full house? I, I don't know. I guess I just loved the Dave Who's Coulier. your favorite original <laughs> character? It had to be Dave. It had to be the. Is re- it Dave Coulier? Uncle, rela- Uncle it was a, Joey? It was a, the relationship between or, um, Uncle, yeah, Joey Uncle Joey and Uncle uh, Jesse. Jesse. That relationship was what carried me through. I, I just they're okay. funny. They're a funny comedy. Well, then, 
Spooky, I dare to say you're going to enjoy my Saving Silvermans this week. Um, because taking a step back, I, I realized that I never had a love for uh, Full House, and I couldn't pretend that that was a reason to watch Fuller House um, for any of its five-year run. Uh, that has just ended this That's year. That's an incredible uh, run, by the way, for uh, Netflix. Incredible run, considering like for a revival show, yeah, like five seasons. I remember when it when they. I'd announced be willing it. to. I'd be. I'd put money on the Connors going that long as well. Really? I, it's got a lot. It's got a. It's got a crazy following. People love it. But, I, I haven't people- watched it, but as I understand, it is now about like. Um, the women of the town <laughs> realizing how attractive John Goodman is without Roseanne. <laughs> Yeah. So um I don't I don't plan on watching that either. But I um if I never watch another episode of Fuller House, uh that'll be fine as well. Mm-hmm. Uh as and so we didn't start at the beginning, so I had to kind of infer a lot about the premise of Fuller House. Um so as I understand that it is the same house. Same house. Uh DJ has moved in. She married a man named Fuller, and so her last name is now Fuller. Uh, thus, Fuller House. I don't know why we needed that to explain it. Um, they were the Tanners before, and it didn't matter a bit. They weren't like, "Hey, here's here's me, my my family, the Fulls here at Full House." No, uh, but we had to do that this time because I guess people are dumber now. Um, and so DJ is kind of the head person here. Her sister, um, her younger sister, who is named Stephanie, Stephanie Tanner, is also living there. So DJ, I think, has two children two of her sons. own. I couldn't tell exactly which. There's a, a whole gaggle of kids there. I couldn't tell. I think the the young boy and then the teen boy might have been hers. Yes. And she also seemingly runs a veterinarian business out of the house now. I don't think it's out of the house. She just, I think that 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 was that incident was just a family friend. So, okay, okay. Well, because it's okay. At some point, I, I assume a neighbor comes over with a rabbit who is suffering. It's not just and any neighbor. It's her ex boyfriend, Steve. Of course. Um, I forgot you have that history. You have that encyclopedia-like knowledge of of. How can you not remember Steve and DJ, maybe? They were together the whole show, pretty much. Is that true? Yeah, I would say, like, since I would say when they they started the show when DJ was, like, around, like, I would say 10 or 12. By the time she was, like, in the fourth season, like, Steve was her boyfriend throughout the whole show, and they're they're on again. Again, I I can't stress enough that this show meant next to nothing to me. <laughs> I know I know uh, a decent amount about it incidentally. Okay. Uh, almost in spite of my viewings. <laughs> um so um also their old neighbor Kimmy Gibbler seems to also have moved into the house yes. along with Stephanie who is childless mm-hmm. and single. Um, Stephanie. Although by, the way, not, by this point, she Kimmy she is Gibble. seeing somebody at this point. Stephanie hates Kimmy Gibbler, by the way. Like, 
In real life? And not in real life. In the show, they do not like... like she oh. does not like Kimmy Gibbler. Kimmy Gibbler... Well, that's... I get that. Kimmy Gibbler is, is one of the elements that I do remember from the old show. And I remember not liking Kimmy Gibbler. She had, like... She was, like, the Urkel of Full House. She was trying to be the Urkel of it Full House. But it wasn't working. Yeah, remember when Urkel did come to Full House? Remember that episode? <laughs> no, I don't. I assume it happened. Um, it did. But it was like it was like if in Family Matters, Urkel the first time Urkel came in the door, the the in the world collectively said no, thank you. Yeah. But he kept showing up. Um, that's Kimmy Gibbler, and she's there. She's grown. She's married to a, a Latino a race car driver of some sort. Yeah. Uh, they have a, a daughter who is also, te- she's also early teen. teens. She, yeah, she's like a teenager. Um. Yes, and there's also a dog named Cosmo, not Common. Named Cosmo. Named Cosmo. So I'm gonna quickly blow through the the. Oh, one of the um. I know I should be picking out positives, but one of the things that kind of uh uh ran against the grain for me is that these episodes are still 30 minutes long, but they don't have commercials. So mm-hmm. instead of like that kind of 22 minute like get in get out like you don't have time to think about it that much you have eight extra minutes where it's just like ah, okay yeah. so bits are going on too long the canned laughter is like really haunting awful, terrible <laughs> they, there's like three extra awe moments and it just it's not my bag baby <laughs> not my bag <laughs> um so this episode is their Christmas episode. Uh, we start by the neighbor, who I guess is a past romantic partner of DJ. Um, Voice of Aladdin. Brings over his his wife, his sick rabbit, and his cute daughter, who DJ's son immediately falls in love with. The young son, yeah. mind you. <laughs> they're the same age. Uh, and they um, they spend the most of the episode is or, or a, a third of the episode is there. Um, they are on a play date uh, that is I, I don't like when shows do this. I don't like when shows have like young kids doing like dating things. I don't like it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it at all. And uh, and I don't think I'm alone. But they uh, they bond over the fact that their both of their favorite movies are uh, Titanic, and so cool beans. Um, Kimmy Gibbler's daughter uh, has to tell her best friend that she isn't gonna go to she's not gonna make it to her Christmas party because the her the run of the Nutcracker that she's in is going a night longer, so she has to continue her role as the rat king for one night more and she will miss the party she's worried that it's gonna irreparably damage her relationship with this person um luckily kimmy gibbler is is a real fox in the hen house and and finds a way to get her to both uh i'll get more into that later yeah. and then gibbler, baby. the third the third storyline is 
I think it's just the DJ Steve. is clearly going to put the moves on this neighbor fellow. Which is... Like, they they clearly still have something. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm not sure if they tackle in later seasons, because there is... I couldn't care less. I, 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 I mean, assume they do, and Full if House they don't, is on the punishment care. wheel, it's never coming off, so... That's true. Hopefully so throughout gonna, this, I might get... You might, we might be able to put the puzzles together of what this show was. Yeah, I might be able to puzzle. Uh, so there's a moment where where we get to hear the inner monologue of Cosmo the dog. And in one, it's one of my Saving Silvermans because upon research, I did find out that it is voiced by Dave Coulier himself. He, the dog? The dog. That's a terrible... And now, my second Saving do. Silverman... Uh, it's also he does the rabbit as well, um, but my second saving Silverman is is gonna kind of rationalize the first because this episode of of Fuller House, uh, Nutcrackers of course, is directed by none other than Mr. Dave Coulier himself. What? And I know what you're thinking. Did he get the triple crown? Did he also write this episode? And yes, Spooky, he did. (laughs) He did write this episode. He didn't even write himself a a script. Uh, In a way, he did, Spooky. (laughs) I think you knew. I think he knew that he would be doing the voice of the dog and the rabbit. Yeah, but he didn't even think of putting Uncle Joey in the episode. No way. Uncle McHandsome coming to steal my sunshine? No, thank you. I wonder if this is a goofy cartoon episode. Like I'm pretty sure he became a successful stand up comedian in that world, the full house world. That's why he's not living there anymore. Uncle Joey? Like with his I find that hard to believe, but (laughs) okay. Um so the bulk of the episode is the 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 child date that we have to watch, oh, God. Um, which is basically there's no conflict there. It's just we get to watch them enjoy each other's company so much. And it's weird. And I didn't like watching it. Uh, they eventually decide to go to the ballet together. Um, that same ballet that the young Gibbler is supposed to be playing, uh, playing the Rat King in and Kimmy has has devised a way for her to go to the party first and then then race her race car driver husband will will race her back to the theater in time to be the rat king in the last uh, I guess the rat king's not really in most of the show uh, so she, they they do that we don't see them at the party but I assume it was a roaring good time um, but dad got lost because he usually drives in circles and so Kimmy decides to. Oh, I just remembered what the actual third plot line is: is that Stephanie's boyfriend tells her that he loves her, and she's not ready to say it back. And uh, that's that. So, eventually, um. uh, uh, she comes around in the end and decides to. She has to confront her her commitment issues in a single sentence, uh, and she does so deftly and and decides to tell her boyfriend that she loves him um but before that we get to see kimmy gibbler filling for her daughter as the rat this king is w- this was her idea of stalling for her daughter or like yeah she's gonna stall oh, for her daughter until myself. her daughter like gets any but nobody I'll just put the her. costume on myself and i'll just fucking fuck up this whole play and then her daughter shows up and is about to go in 
as the Rat King, but she, but Kimmy Gibbler refuses to leave the stage. Terrible. She's mother. enjoying her her tiny her tiny encounter with fame. She thinks the audience loves her. There's no evidence. She can't see it. We only see one row, and it's her family. Uh, And no one's even shocked that Kimmy is doing this, by the way. No one's like... (gasps) Yeah, everyone is like, like, this person's a problem. I hate... Like, the the running bit is like, of course. Um, And... But it's fucking sucks. And um, there's canned laughter every five minutes, even when a line isn't anything. Um... So, uh, the director of the play, or of the ballet, is just like, hey, oh, because Kimmy accidentally um, kicks the nutcracker in the balls because she's not a dancer. And uh, so they tag the do- her daughter in to be the nutcracker, and they fight on stage. Um, and to be honest, it's, it, it's like one of the SNL sketches that just goes too long because they have to, like, fill the time. Mm-hmm. But, like, the joke died like in the womb so it didn't really land well for me um certainly isn't one of my saving silvermans my my last saving silverman was actually in max fuller's room when he was on his play date um we see that his room is plastered (laughs) absolutely chock-a-block with skateboard paraphernalia um he's got a shelf full of skateboards he's got skateboard posters everywhere um but I didn't get the feeling, uh, especially in this episode, where it's mostly about him being in love, I didn't get a real skate vibe from him. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe they were just like, what do kids like? Skateboards? Cool. Uh, so, that's my... It, <laughs> the lazy set decoration is my other saving Silverman. Um, so, it all wraps up. They, um, they have Christmas. And they're like, aren't we good at Christmas? Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Here we are in this full, full house. And uh, uh, Stephanie says she loves her boyfriend. The they reminisce. Uh, the the best friend shows up and is like, "Hey, I heard that. I heard that you guys were both in ballet." Whoopoo! <laughs> uh, and then uh, um, the dog brings a carrot to the rabbit, and Dave Coulier does another little stinger as a voice thing and uh we we're allowed to leave that's it it ends um merry happy it was truly a full house fuller even well colton i have an update on the joey gladstone situation oh please uh, Joey moved to Las Vegas and became a Vegas stand-up comedian and he met his wife Ginger and he had four children now Colton uh, can you tell me what these names represent here and these are all names of famous comedians they're all Marx Brothers Phyllis Lewis Joan and Jerry Gladstone oh uh, Phyllis Diller yeah. uh, Jerry Seinfeld alright uh, what are the other ones? Lewis and Joan. Oh, that's of course Louis C.K., his favorite comic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Joan Crawford, the, the oh. scream queen of the screen. <laughs> Jerry Lewis and Joan Rivers. Come on, Colton. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, you yeah, I got there. Yeah, you didn't get there. But he You're had right, four you children. Got me. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about anything. Um. Well... Glad to know he's out there fucking. 
Um, it was Merry Stinkmas, everyone. I hope you all had a good, uh, good stink. holiday run. Uh, I hope you all ring in the new year in a fun and happy way. Uh, Spooky, you want to pull up your wheel? We can say what we're going, what we'll be ringing the new year in with. Yes, baby. We got, I got a better, we got a new wheel. It's way better. Uh, I still have to fix my wheel, so it's I'm gonna be old wheel in it. But yeah, my wheel it's it's short. It's a it's a smaller list. These are all movies I think will be bangers to watch together. A lot of a lot of good stuff here, and I'm just gonna go ahead and spin my wheel. All right, it is spinning, y'all. <gasps> Tiptoes. Oh, hey, I just read uh, Matthew McConaughey's book Did he, by Rand. He talked I mean, about he it? Listened to. <laughs> he mentions it in passing. Oh, man, I've been wanting to watch this movie, man, since I learned about it. But if anybody says it, no, it's, oh, the, <laughs> it's the Matthew McConaughey uh, dwarf short people movie. Yes, it, it well, in, in which Gary Oldman does play uh, a little person. little person. Uh, well, I, I I imagine that'll be handled tastefully. And let me spin my punishment. What will I be? Well, what's my punishment if we can't finish tiptoes? If I can't finish it. If I if, if I can't finish it, this is my wheel. You can't tap out. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. This is a this is for me. This is for you. Sorry, <laughs> I just got so excited. Uh, young Sheldon. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Okay, well, I will uh, be spinning the wheel here, and you will be watching along my alongside me. You'll be watching the film Tomcats. Is that the cartoon? Tomcats? No, not Top Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Tomcats. It is a. Uh, I, I'm Brody, watching. Yeah, Bro- I'm looking at it right now. Jerry Brody romance. You have another oh, fucking a, a, Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> the return here. of Jerry O'Connell. Oh. Uh, you can maybe give your highlights of his performance and compare it to how you felt watching Joe's apartment, which doesn't it doesn't ex- an episode that doesn't exist. Uh, if you want to spin your punishment wheel, go ahead and do it. It's spinning. It's spinning. It's spinning. Ah, uh, lovely, disjointed. Great. <laughs> I hope I hope to fucking god you get through Tomcats. <laughs> Me too. Because <laughs> I don't think I could stomach another episode of Disjointed. <laughs> okay. Oh man, I, this this next week's movies are going to be fun to watch. We're out of the Christmas holiday run. We we're back to good old fashioned shit. And it's the best. Back to good old fashioned shit, just like it's always our, our been. Our saying for the new year: no more bullshit, baby. I don't <laughs> think I don't. I don't know if you can co-opt that. You're taking it back. I'm taking it back. They might have had it for a while, but we're taking it back. Free the native well, people of Hawaii. That's all I have to say. They're not. I don't think they're imprisoned. Free the people of Hawaii. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, hope that lands. 
until next week, have a, a happy New Year's and uh, stay safe out there. Bye.